When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish. The podcast with a heart as big as gold. Oh, wait, sorry. I misread. With a cock as big as gold. A cock oh, I, as big as gold. I, I, don't know how, I don't know how big gold is, but I'm down. I like prove this message. It's hefty. It's, it's a girthy gold it's doubloon. It's sturdy, yes. Uh, uh, I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today, hey Kyle. Hey Mike. <laughs> this episode's going to suck. Oh God! Can we? Did we get that? <laughs> did you get that out of your system? Nope. <laughs> okay. Today uh, we're going to talk about vacuums. You're really embracing your daddy joke, which I think Thank is you. what you call gay dad jokes. Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, you're gonna have to explain why we're doing this because this was your idea, but we can do that later. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, but 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 first, but first, news time. News time. Here goes. So news the first. I, <laughs> I think I think I might now just like the the moments of hesitation where you're waiting to see if I'm going to do anything. I mean the 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 whole hope there was that I wouldn't get interrupted and that failed. So I maybe <laughs> I should just launch right in. <laughs> oh no, don't don't keep hoping for that at any point in your life. I but know better. like the <laughs> <laughs> the brief moments where you're like, uh, uh, I get so little thrills in life. Okay, you can go ahead. Uh, great. Okay. I'm glad I could thrill you. Um, <laughs> news the first. So uh, this has been all over the news. I'm sure everybody, at least in the United States, has already heard it. But it definitely is something that we need to talk about. On Tuesday, President Joe Biden nominated Pennsylvania Secretary of Health, Dr. Rachel Levine, to serve as the new Assistant Secretary of Health at the Department of Health and Human Services. And it is and that is a historic nomination. If confirmed, she would become the highest-ranking openly transgender government in uh, government official in U.S. history. I prefer to think of her as a government in and of herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get the distinct impression in, impression that you do not fuck with her. <laughs> I I don't know much about her. Well, I just read about like was she in Pennsylvania? Is that where she's? She's from Pennsylvania. Lots oh, of Pennsylvanians man. are actually really upset because she's been so amazing for them. They sort of feel like she's, you know, they're losing her to yeah. the federal government, but also happy for her because this is, Which a, is... A, obviously a, a, an upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's a great uh, when it's someone good enough that people don't want them to to leave. That's like, yeah. you know, it's good. Yeah. Um, in her new role, she's going to run the Office of the Assistant Secretary of Health, OASH, which oversees the, the nation's public health policy. She will be a key administration figure as the White House tackles the deepening COVID-19 pandemic. Anyway, yay, Sweet. yay, trans trans women and trans women in power. And yeah, yeah actually, the news is super trans heavy today. Um, that's it. News the second. Okay, great. Here we go. The European Union is pretty hardcore about a lot of things and apparently is getting more hardcore about trans issues and gender identity issues. So on the 19th of January, the European Court of Human Rights 
ruled against the country of Romania, a member of the European Union, for refusing to recognize the gender identity of two trans men unless they had surgery. So basically, uh, despite the fact that there was uh, at least one top surgery involved in one of these two uh, cases um, and, and, and hormone replacement therapy, bottom surgery had not happened for either of these people. And so the country of Romania said, we will not honor your, the gender that you identify with. So basically gave them this big runaround and then that went to court and the European court of human rights said, no, Romania, we don't need you. We don't need to add a dick to you to get you to (laughs) be a man. Um, So get over that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Just in case, anyone is uh trying to stay up to date on their trans knowledge yeah you don't have to have any surgeries at all to be considered trans to be considered the the gender um your your actual gender so surgeries and and transness are obviously related in some way but not um directly connected yep and i personally know quite a few trans men who never um just aren't interested in having bottom surgery have decided never to do that just just because it it turns out that like we're not super good at making dicks yet and 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 if they're but the republican party has been doing it for years (laughs) (laughs) dicks um yeah yeah so so uh and and that's that's perfectly valid and and trans men are men and all of that um So, yeah, the, the country of Romania got a smackdown from the European Court of Human Rights, and uh, I'm super stoked about That's it. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, great. News the last. So, have you been following this uh, meeting of the Arizona Republican Party that happened this week? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay, well, so... You just uh, listed, like, a bunch of things that I don't like, so... Okay, well, great. Well, um... Meetings... Just, yeah, well, there was a there was a meeting of the Republican Party of the state of Arizona, and at that meeting, they decided to officially censure, which basically means nothing, but they <laughs> voted to censure Senator Jeff Flake, the widow of the late Senator John McCain, uh, uh, Cindy McCain, and Arizona Governor Doug Ducey, basically for being traitors to Donald Trump. So uh, Cindy Kane famously endorsed Joe Biden and is really given a lot of credit, whether she deserves it or not, but is given a lot of credit for turning moderate Republicans to Biden. Um, her dead ex-husband, or ex-husband, <laughs> I guess he is well. her ex-husband, <laughs> but uh, her, her, her dead husband famously ran for president and was a, a rather moderate conservative from the state of Arizona for many years. And, uh, uh, she in, endorsed Biden saying basically that, you know, John McCain would not have stood for anything that Donald Trump is doing. And Governor Doug Ducey refused to look into the election and, and, and crack into the non-existent election fraud allegations that, that mm-hmm. Trump and, and others in the Republican party brought up. So he's been branded a traitor anyway. So that's, that's go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, like, I've I've asked you many times to try to find the orange leprechaun that's been tickling me in my sleep and you haven't. So I brand you a traitor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Exactly right. So, yeah, that's been getting all the news that these high ranking GOP officials have have basically the, the Trump wing of the party took over and censured them. 
Is censure different than censor? Like, it sounds like you're saying a different word. Okay, wait, what's the word you're saying means? Censor, like censorship is C-E-N-S-O-R. And that means to prevent someone from saying something or expressing themselves. Censure, C-E-N-S-U-R-E, is to officially scold, officially shame. (laughs) Yeah, you can't. Unfortunately, you can't see it, but Mike was waggling his finger again. (laughs) Waggling? Yeah, yeah, you were waggling like the daddy you're trying to be on this episode, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I got my daddy hat on, too. (laughs) Yeah, censure is to to officially, publicly shame Mm. um, in, in an official way. So... Yeah, those are two words, two different words. Um, anyway, at that meeting, they're doing all this censuring, and that has made the news a lot. But they also looked at uh, their party's policies, which granted, this is only the state party, but it's, I think, reflective of what's likely to happen across the country. So uh, the party adopted several stances that situate them at the far reaches of anti-immigration policies, including ending deferred action for childhood arrivals. They want to get rid of DACA. They want to revoke birthright citizenship. Damn. And the trans thing, they also adopted a resolution to affirm that there are, quote, only two genders. Apparently, uh, they want to make it real clear that there's only two genders and that that's what the Republican Party stands for. Yeah, they want to, like, really lock in their ignorance. It, and it's <laughs> not even like this is it, I don't know. I don't know how it's more clear every scientific every scientific body saying that there are not two genders like i don't know i don't know how like it's just it's not it's bigger than a trans issues it's just basic logic yeah yeah absolutely and i mean even on the genetic level there's more than just xx and xy yeah Um, yeah there's they're just they're just wrong, but they don't care. They don't care about being wrong. They don't care about facts, Kyle. Yeah, yeah. They, they care about winning and being right. But I have heard this argument. This seems to be popping up more and more and more. I think as trans rights take steps forward, as there's more trans visibility in the world. There is, you know, it's just inevitable. You could you could fucking predict it in advance that there would be this ridiculous kickback effect, or you know. Hmm. Um, attempt to stop the pendulum from swinging or or whatever however yeah. you want to say it and uh but but i've been seeing this dangerous there are only two genders message from the right a lot lately and i i fully expect it to be uh, a a larger and larger uh amount of their bullshit pie uh mm-hmm. going forward and it makes sense as as trans people then reach new heights as you said in the first news story uh, within our government within power within arts you know visibility that you'll have more and more people you know giving their hot take based on you know that one you know science class they didn't skip yep yeah yeah exactly so exactly um yeah that's the news um there were also as as soon as uh, biden took office he passed it sounds like as broadly sweeping LGBT reforms as he could enact at the executive level with no, you know, other with an executive order. So that was really awesome. Um, Yeah. Against like open transgender service members and our, in our armed forces. Um, There's a lot going on right now and it was sort of hard to just to choose three and not be just us focused all the time. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Also rest of the world still there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Sup? Good work. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, speaking the of... The rest of the world looking? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> you up? Um, speaking of other people, uh, I want to thank the following Patreon members. Uh, thank you to Evan. Hey, that's my middle name. Um, Great. That's not me. My middle name doesn't support Great. us. Uh, oh, wait, what, what's, what's your mother's maiden name, Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> it's Michael. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Krista with a K. Uh, hey, Krista with a K. Eric Dags. Dags, yo. Uh, Eric, and Eric Diggity Dags, I'm going to call him. Great. I like that. Good. And Dan uh, Schreiber. Oh, I know that bitch. <laughs> Hi, bitch. <laughs> Um, that's a, that's a, that's a, a gay fraternity brother. Oh, hey, what's up? Paddle me. Um, so (laughs) if you want to get, uh, bonus content, uh, bonus episodes, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash gayish podcast for, uh, support us for as low as $2 a month. Nice. Nice. Oh, actually, that's a good time to say, um, we have our next Patreon, uh, happy hour, Mo- the most upcomingest Wednesday from when this airs. Um, Wednesday, February 3rd at 6 p.m. Pacific. I like mine better, but sure. Um, Great. So a- anyone that supports us at any level, including if you're a $2 uh, member, can join us there and we hang out and it's a lot of fun. I always have a lot of fun chatting with everyone and stuff. Yeah. And sometimes after we drop, everybody gets naked, apparently. Uh, yeah. Un- <laughs> uh, non-required portion of the evening. The optional... Un- That's when the official program has ended. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I wonder if I'm just trying to think of like other things that, like at the opera, like you can all leave now, but if you want to stay, we're all yep. going to get naked. Like yep. it's, yep. it's the fat lady has sung, but that, that, that dress is coming off. Those, those <laughs> Viking horns are coming off. <laughs> um, okay. Do you want to talk about vacuums? Yeah, let's talk about vacuums. Okay. And I, I really, really should go first. Yes. Okay, great. Okay. Well, I mean, does your going first include explaining why we're doing yes. this episode? Okay, yes. cool. I pitched the idea for this episode a long time ago. We have production meetings. We have a list. We talk about them. We like develop ideas. And I think... Unless you have Gata that says otherwise, I think I'm just wrong about this. So I have oh. a long-standing stereotype that gay men love vacuum cleaners. And I've <laughs> been thinking about why without even really thinking about if it's true. And th- so th- the why, I think, is uh, when I very first moved to Seattle, uh, my ex-wife and I moved to Seattle, and I worked for a technical publications company. My boss, my direct manager, was an uh, openly gay man. And... um I, a lot of my ideas about what it means to be a West Coast gay come from conversations that we had. And he very firmly, like it came up often, had this belief in gay men worship their vacuum cleaners, <laughs> um, that they always own the most expensive vacuum cleaner, that they use it, that they they tuck it in at night, they <laughs> like that they're they're super into it and that just kind of went in there and i i think that there were will and grace references to it i tried to research them and could not find them but that's a memory that i have maybe fucking dan can find them i don't know but don't work on it too hard dan um and uh i do think 
Part of the reason that it made sense, though, to me is there's definitely the stereotype of gay men as having meticulous apartments and mm. a great deal of fastidiousness in terms of their behavior. Yeah. And and so whether it's a stereotype that everyone shares or not, it seems plausible, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, no, it abs- it absolutely absolutely makes sense as as an idea. And I, I have not thought too much about this, the idea of like your own personal gay stereotypes like we as individuals might have these stereotypes that the broader like is not a collective stereotype but that we just associate with gay people or straight people that's that's really interesting i wonder like what other weird specific stereotypes people have about gay people that even if it's innocuous like this one like just yeah Huh. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I have I have asked, I mean, I, you and Dan both looked at me like I'd grown another head when I said I thought it was a stereotype. And I've talked to a couple of gay friends and asked them like, hey, have you heard of this thing before? And both of them were like, no, <laughs> I think the, that's just you, Mike. So the, happy stereotype. <laughs> the uh, the logic of I don't know about loving your vacuum, but like the logic of liking uh, cool new tech things and also liking cleanliness and uh and everything and like you know doing interior home stuff all that adds up so it makes sense once i I yeah once i I, think about it i will also say i have been in a lot of friends homes and noticed in their coat closet that they have a super fancy expensive vacuum like a dyson and that that it you know uh, in addition to just reinforcing the stereotype that I already had, then I felt the need to get a Dyson. Like when mm. I was shopping for vacuums here not too long ago, I was like, well, I'm a fag. I better get the really good one. <laughs> and I also have a Dyson. See, we're onto something. Fucking Dan is shaking his head no because he doesn't care about <laughs> vacuums. <laughs> um, my, uh, it's just, it looks, I remember when I bought a, a I have a sorry. I have a Dyson fan, um, air purifier thing. My mm-hmm. vacuum is a is a Roomba, but um, the uh, I remember when I bought a fan. My ex, like when I first bought it, was like, "Oh, that's really ugly," and I was like, <laughs> "Oh, like it's just a standing fan." I don't know what it's like. It just looks like a standing fan. Like it looks like a fan. It's ju- mm-hmm. it's just fan like you know. Like the, what what options would you like? How would you? Anyway, so um, when I um, was single, I was looking for a fan. I also wanted one that was quieter and an air purifier and, and nicer. So I I did buy the like it does it. It looks a little bit better than a regular uh, standing mm-hmm. fan. It's, mm-hmm. I wonder if I kind of out of spite then like, okay, you did, you hated that fan. Well, now that it's just me, I get my nice fan. Oh, and I, a nice, I, I was going to say you could go the other direction too and get like just the biggest boxiest oh. Russian model Volvo fan you could find. <laughs> I also do have, cause it gets, I get very hot in my place during the summers. I also have a giant, like I bought like a commercial grade, like just bit, I don't even know what they're called. Just sits on the ground big circular fan that sounds like a you know airplane is taking off inside a washing yeah, machine yeah and it's not a box fan either it looks like the propeller to a plane in yep. a cage yep <laughs> yep yep <laughs> totally anyway you think so vacuums I are po- gay yep and i apologize <laughs> if like if there's please write in and tell me if i'm crazy y'all because like apparently nobody else thinks this but 
Um, and so now we've built a whole episode around a stereotype that isn't real, or at least it's only real but in my weird little world. It's real to you, <laughs> and that makes it real, Mike. Great, great, fantastic. Um, then I I took a little bit of a uh, broader uh, step back that I think might actually inform a little bit of this, and and uh, looked up household chores. Okay, great. Um, Division of labor domestically. Yep. Yep. Great. Precisely. Um, and so this segment is called Gaish Presents the New York Times because this is a New York Times article that I will be relating mm -hmm. to you. Uh, mm -hmm. It was the best of New York Times. It was the worst of New York Times. <laughs> uh, that's your three. <laughs> the, the New York Times button says you've reached three dad jokes. If you would like to make more dad jokes, please subscribe. <laughs> um, okay. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. It's not going to stop. I know. <laughs> you can't stop. You won't stop. Okay, this is called how... Then he's going on the list. It's Let going on. Uh, how same-sex couples divide chores and what it reveals about modern parenting by Claire Kane Miller uh, in 2018. We're going to start with the easy... Um, it, it starts easy and, and, and uh, predictable, but then goes from there so straight couples divide chores by gender uh uh women tend to do the indoor things that happen more frequently men tend to do the outdoor things that happen less frequently what nothing like yeah, yeah. right <laughs> um i mean i i never thought about it in terms of frequency but i definitely thought about it in terms of like if it's outside it's manly yeah so anyway when and all this is based on uh, like just to be super clear like all this is based on a lot of studies that claire referenced so none of this is based on like what women should do or like you know it this is just what happens right now in modern day and age i guess no one no one should be too surprised yet um even when a woman earns as much or more money than mm. um the man she's married to she still does more domestic work wow. the uh, good news i guess like just if you look over time like broadly very broadly speaking um there is more equity in the division of labor in straight um couples lives than there has been in the past um so it's getting better um yeah. interestingly gay people tend to or uh, same-sex couples tend to divide household chores more equally but it is getting less equal over time. <gasps> Shocking reveal. I dun, know. Dun, dun. <laughs> um, so what's going on? Why? Uh, the reason Do we get to blame bottoms for this. Yes, <laughs> we get to blame bottoms for most everything. Great. Because um, they're not taking care of the house like they should. Uh, I yeah. guess they can't vacuum. They're on their back all the time. <laughs> um they uh it's because they are same sex couples are more likely to have kids nowadays and oh. when uh when uh gay couples have kids they tend to divide household chores more like straight people um meaning based on money who's making more money oh wow oh wow okay. and uh it, it is <laughs> i will add to our credit it is still more equitable than straight couples and the the uh, this to me is a little bit more logical especially in the u.s where uh, based on our like heavy level of importance we place on corporate 
jobs and employers rights and everything um the whoever is making more money tends to have higher uh, expectations from their employers they tend to have uh not so great paid leave or not as much preschool or we don't have free preschool or anything so we don't have as many benefits that allow um people to be home with their kids and then also just basic assumptions that doctors or family members make about there should be one primary caregiver so like trying to figure out who is the the one person the primary person giving the care Hmm. uh, that all tends to influence and and in addition to like one person especially if uh you have someone in the couple that uh gave birth to the child uh and Mm. is breastfeeding the other person you know that's a that's a role that only they can fill uh the other person then tends to do other things to try to help make up for the fact that they can't contribute in that way but yeah 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 um the (laughs) there were a few couples that were examples but um i will tell you about jared 38 and dorian 43 um a gay couple who uh (laughs) had adopted a baby jared decided to stay home because his career was in transition from ballet to interior design Mm -hmm. okay jared (laughs) we're talking stereotypes You, Speaking on his back. You oh, just man. gave all those stereotypes a big wet French kiss. Uh Dorian, however, uh is a tech executive, so not stereotypical. So mm-hmm. we got a lot going on there. So one parent decided to stay home um with the new baby, another focused on the the job. So this was very adorable and I hated it. Uh who said this? Uh Dorian said laundry is the worst thing and when and jared gets mad at me when i do my own laundry this is how i knew i was in love when i found someone who got mad at me for doing something i hated most Hmm. which that's really sweet to be like you hate laundry why are you doing it i will do this like don't you know to like want the happiness of your partner very sweet i hate you all um (laughs) It's interesting that uh, Claire did call out that there are no major studies about the division of labor in which one or both partners do not identify with a single gender. Um, So, Wait, say that again. uh, Non-binary people. No studies into non-binary people. We don't know. Oh, well, yeah. Wait, what? Well, yeah, why? No, I I mean, it just we've we've mentioned that a whole bunch that like yeah. non-binary people like basically are are the the most invisible list <laughs> of of uh, uh, like scientists can't see them yes and- <laughs> yes um it, it was nice that um there was like an entire paragraphs like talking about you know there are no studies about non-binary people um they said uh uh claire did mention trans people there are um some more anecdotal studies uh but trans people tend to divide chores along masculine and feminine lines which like that's very interesting there's still like uh you know kind of gender roles at play but when i click into that it was more um like uh, people's it was uh qualitative uh evidence so per use more studies would be helpful on the trans area and i think would illuminate a lot about the rest of you know how we how we do this the gen gender assumptions and roles but you know Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um lastly just if we're uh trying to think about what's ideal um how to be happiest in relationship it's not about dividing things 50 50 um and again this is like what studies show to to make your relationship 
the happiest it can be. It's not about div- dividing things perfectly equally. It's about dividing things based on what is ideal to you. So each one taking on things they do like, not taking on things they don't like. So the closer it is to your ideal, the happier you are, even if it's not equal. Hmm. Gay and lesbian couples tend to find division of labor fair, or they think they think the division of labor is more fair, even when it's not 50-50. So even in this world where you know it's you're not dividing it perfectly, we tend to be better at divvying it up, which makes sense to me of like uh, I'm kind of like not saying some of the like basics, and I guess I should like the the underlying thing that this article talked about of like we don't have the assumption of which of us boys is going to like fold the laundry. Well, sure. like it doesn't, there's no, there's no history or societal decision about what has to happen. Cause we're both dudes. And apparently in spite of our penises, we can still fold laundry. So we got to decide <laughs> who like, <laughs> who's going to do that, you know? So, um, uh, lastly, the, and this should be the ending sentence at the end of every study of straight versus gay couples. Uh, when you look at the division of labor, heterosexual women are the least satisfied. <laughs> yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. I've, I think I saw something that like women uh, who are married to men with kids who have kids like staying home, uh, like uh, take on this huge burden, like their amount of like household work goes up even when they're like day-to-day work, you know, money work job is the same. Like they take on so much more of the burden of this. Like, Mm -hmm. man, straight people get your shit together. And like dudes, if you're married to a woman, like step the fuck up, you know? Yeah. It's probably like, probably not our audience. Probably like, you know, old school people that are like still in this weird mindset but yeah well and and lockdowns due to quarantine with the pandemic have really exacerbated these problems because now not only do you have this awkward fucked up division of labor you also have mom who's usually the one that's tasked with all of these things at home and the kids are at home but she's got a fucking job she needs to do yeah 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 it's like you can't send them to school then be like okay, now I do my stuff. You have to like, wa- they're still at home sitting there. You have to like watch them. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And we as a U.S. has decided that no one deserves any money for anything. Yeah. So just deal with it. I was also going to add Trevor and I really, really struggled in this space. That, oh, um, tell me more. Uh, um, well, I mean, I was, when we got together, I was 30 and he was 22. And that's, that's a dramatic difference in terms of like career. And um, I, I, I mean, he was unemployed for large swaths of time and was going to school to get his master's. And, um, like I, I, I made all the money, like, <laughs> like, and, uh, we had this weird dynamic of, he was trying to make up for it by doing more of the domestic chores. But then like, we also, both of us sort of resented that arrangement. And, <laughs> um, Wait, why did you resent it? Because I, well, I mostly resented, like, especially after we were, like, married. Um, I wanted to run our family unit like a, like a business. And it's not my money that he needs to make up for. It's It's our money. We also have all of this labor that we need to divide and figure out how to get done. And the fact that he just could not get over the fact that he wasn't bringing in enough money, whatever the fuck that meant. Um, 
it, it, it offended me that he didn't think of it as his money too. And so, and the fact that any of that weighs in on division of labor discussions and, um, how work is divvied up. I, I it's just, um, I don't know. It complicates it unnecessarily. I think. Hmm. I mean, I think it, yeah, it's interesting because you you would tend to hear from the the like the side of someone in Trevor's shoes, not like the side of someone like I'm a, as the person making money. I'm a I am the like offended one, but it makes sense. Like what? Like yeah, there's something that he's not seeing as a joint. As like I think you've said this. Like we're all it should be. We're all in. Everything is together. Like yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. I mean, I think it does make sense to like, if you just think about dividing up tasks, if one person has a job and the other doesn't, it would make sense to me as the couple that the person without a job would do more things, not yeah. necessarily that they have to, but like, you know, Wait, jobs. Are we, are we talking about the podcast now? <laughs> uh, I think, are we? I don't know. We can talk about that. Yeah. We, we've definitely talked about the fact that like, I, I have way less bandwidth than you do, and I feel bad about that sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Why don't you see this all as a joint unit, Mike? Are you not all in it? Let's let's relate your marriage to this relationship. Great, great. Other ways Kyle and I are married. Um, <laughs> uh, I, 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 yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, awkward segue. Uh, I'm calling this segment... Mike full on steals content from a newspaper. Okay, are you ready? Wait, <laughs> didn't we already do that segment? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's, that's quite ago. often that's quite often what the news is. Okay, but, uh, I just want to read this, and it's not very long, but I, I want to read it because you need to have the same journey that I did when I discovered it. <laughs> um, this is from the nationally syndicated Washington Post column, Dear Prudence, and. Here we go. That, so a, a person wrote into this columnist, an advice columnist for this, for this question. I came home early from work on Friday to the unexpected sound of the vacuum cleaner running in my 12-year-old son's room. Thinking that perhaps this was a sign of the apocalypse, my son cleaning his, own, his room with, without major nagging on my part, I burst in there and caught him with his pants down and the hose attachment attached oh, no. to his, well, you know. <laughs> he froze like a deer in the headlights, and after picking my jaw up off the floor, I mumbled something stupid like, excuse me, and turned around <laughs> and walked out and hid in my room. <laughs> is that, he, do I, is someone calling? Hold on, bye. <laughs> uh, he left to go to his dad's for the weekend shortly thereafter. He will be home tomorrow night after school, and I don't know what to say to him. Actually, do I have to say anything to him, or can I just act as though this never happened and not say anything about it at all? <laughs> I much prefer option two, by the way. What do you think? So before I read Prudence's answer, what's your answer, Kyle? Oh, I mean, like, it's funny because there's always, like, when someone else has a problem and I can, like, think reflectively, like, it's something you should talk about. about actual real world Kyle's number twoing all over the place. Just <laughs> what vacuum? I didn't, I don't know. I was in a hate. I would even, like, oh, I'm sorry, child. I was drunk all day. If we talked, <laughs> I don't know. I was just flat out wasted. Like, you know, just Mommy had a lot of wine that day. Inventing so. <laughs> reasons that I have will just, let's just agree this never happened. Great. Okay. All right. No, talk to him about it. And say what? It's a good, this is a good opportunity to be like, I don't know, like uh, some form of like uh, sex in your body's weird. Uh, 
I get it. You're going to want to do stuff behind your door, support you do it. Also, like, uh, there's, but there's like ways to do it that don't hurt you. And that's like, uh, Mm -hmm. that's like going to hurt. And hey, do you want to, maybe you could like buy him some like toys that like, uh, and you don't even have to talk about it. Or you can like, I don't know, like, I want you to be able to do that and, but also like explore things in a safe way that don't hurt you. And just so you know, like that could potentially hurt you. And, and Mm -hmm. also that's a family, like, don't, don't do that with family things. Do that with your own personal socks or towels or what, you know, like (laughs) don't, don't basically don't jizz on any communal property. Okay. Put the cum in communal. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's a good rule for adults too. Um, (laughs) I don't know what, did I miss anything? No, I don't think you missed anything. I actually might, in non-mic fashion, support the not saying anything about it. Oh. And here's why. Probably 11 or 12-year-old Mike used a vacuum cleaner on himself in that way once and never again because it was fucking terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he might have just learned his lesson. That might have been the first and only time. Maybe wait to hear the vacuum again. (laughs) Um... Maybe like my, I said a bunch of stuff, but like maybe part of it is just like, this is a good time to somehow let him know that sex and exploring your, your own body and your, your sexuality and your puberty and whatever is not embarrassing. So to ignore, to not talk about it is like, that's fine. Just, we don't talk about it. So even Mm -hmm. to say something as, even if it's like a, a sentence or something like as uncomfortable it is like, Hey, you know sorry i opened your door without knocking i'm like i'm so sorry i'll i'll uh you know that was my fault and i I shouldn't have done that but you know also let me know if you have any questions i know it's embarrassing or awkward you have me or you also have your you know cool uncle joe that like he also has probably fucked a vacuum so go ahead and talk to him about things if you need well here's here's prudence's answer are you ready yeah I am sincerely hoping that Dyson Company doesn't see your letter and come up with a new line of vacuums guaranteed to suck the living daylights out of the user. Oh, put a put a butt plug in that, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, for my segment. Yeah. Uh, first, you may want to pick up a copy of Port Noise Complaint. That's in italics like it's a title of something. I did not look it up because of this very next terrifying sentence. <laughs> Let's just say the liver scene should reassure you that young men have always been creative when it comes to relief. The liver scene? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, Normally, I agree with you, Mom, that backing away quickly is the right path to take when stumbling upon such an uplifting scene. (laughs) But I'm actually worried about the amount of suction your son could be applying to his private parts and the potential for gunking up the machine's filter. (laughs) I think... I think this situation calls for a man-to-man talk. I hope you have the kind of relationship where you can talk, tell your ex about this and you both can laugh. Then your son's father can have a good-humored talk in which he explains that there are lots of ways to accomplish his goal, but it's a good idea to keep the household appliances out of it. <laughs> so dump it on your ex is part of the message there, but also I, I'm troubled by the, like, well, I haven't talked to somebody else with a dick. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I, that like I, I was super on board until we got to the man to man talk. That that yeah. like gives me big like you know boys don't cry or man up like those kind of just yeah. things like only men can talk to other men about these things because we're men vibes. I really don't like that. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Last, I know well, this segment is go. Oh, 
I'll just add like the the idea that you need a male and a female role model in people's lives is often an argument against uh, gay couples or gay marriage or gay adoption. I mean, like, um, which yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. In, insane. If Kids you, need a mom. Bleh. Yeah, which is insane because then like, okay, fine. No one's ever allowed to be a single parent. You're not allowed to right. ever divorce. Like you, right. you know, like uh, that's a weird set of criteria that you're only, apply- you clearly don't actually believe that you just don't like gay people. But like, so the idea of you need to find a man to talk to them is, uh, is like, that's not what you need. You need someone that knows what they're talking about. Someone who has gone through a similar experience is helpful. Someone that is not their parent that they trust. Like there are a lot of things that you need and maybe having a penis would be helpful, but maybe someone knowledgeable maybe a pediatrician maybe like you are a good parent that read up about what boy what happens to boys when they grow up and you know this you know like you don't have to yeah Yeah. yep yep absolutely absolutely i also don't think you have to have a penis to understand that like boys like to put it in things like like yeah i don't know like yeah. it seems it seems like it takes a just a minimal amount of understanding that's about true. that to have a, that's to basically have a... what you need to that is the end of the explanation <laughs> yeah um and i know this segment is going along and i'm sorry but i have to do this now it won't make sense later uh the the the, the common thread there though is like you could suck your dick off with a vacuum cleaner. So don't do that. It's maybe bad for you. So I just really quickly wanted to share this Mashable article that I found, which is 13 household items you definitely shouldn't use to masturbate. <gasps> okay. Uh, number do one. Do I count as a household item because you can use me to masturbate? <laughs> it, it, you're number one on my list. Uh, um, <laughs> Wait. Okay. It was almost hot. Okay. Great. Uh, number one, jar of peanut butter. Oh, why not? That seems like it'd be pretty. I know your thing with like wanting to fuck Nutella. So like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It might not be good. Uh, the, the, this It says, guys, don't go chasing jars of Skippy. That's just fucking nuts. <laughs> okay. uh, number two is vacuum. Mm. Um, and uh, according to the British Medical Journal, there have been numerous instances of penis in vacuum disasters. <gasps> it's too much suction. It can leave blisters. It's a device used to suck dust and dirt off of your floor your Dyson and your Johnson aren't friends. <laughs> uh, number three, the handle of a knife. <laughs> Apparently that's a thing that's happened in ERs before. There's, uh, you know, big, Ooh. big chef's knives with handles. Like some people look at that handle and they think, well, I want to put that in my butt. And no, you should not oh, do that. Oh, in do your not. butt. Okay, got it. Well, insertion of any kind. But okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, got it. Got it. Yeah. Number four, anything wooden. What's worse than a splinter? A splitter in your vagina or butthole. Um, <laughs> don't use any wooden items around the house. Huh. Baseball bat, spoon. Um, if it's a wooden dildo that's made specific for that purpose, then maybe. But like, why chance it? Just don't Man. use wood things. Baseball bat. Hmm. I mean, I know people are have varying degrees of butt insertion and acceptance, yeah. but mine yeah. is not at baseball bat level. Oh. Well, probably depends on the bat. Call me slugger. Okay, number five <laughs> is uh, number five is a dog's toy. Mm. Brightly colored plastic, possibly squeaky toys, apparently have been something that have landed people in the emergency mm-hmm. room before, using in a not necessarily appropriate way or appropriate to what it was designed for. Mm-hmm. Number six is a rolled up magazine. <laughs> oh wait! Oh, 
Well, oh, okay. I mean, I. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like to put it up you or to like fuck. And either way, I mean, yeah, you, you, that's paper cut city. Yep, paper cut city. Whether you're putting your dick in the roll or the roll in your something, yep. not good. <laughs> yeah. Number seven is soap. PSA for anyone with genitals: soap is for cleaning, not creaming. <laughs> the uh, the ingredients in a majority of body soaps are not intended to be dispatched inside of genitals, especially over a period of time. While you might end up with gleaming genitals, they'll also be burning. Um, number eight is a toothbrush. Oh, what about vib- like what about vibrating ones? Like the ones that like clean for you? Well, so mostly the issues Electric here toothbrush. are around around cleanliness like <laughs> because of the way we operate toothbrushes and the lack of actually sanitizing them it's not much different from using the handle on a plunger <laughs> a vibrating plunger though <laughs> okay <laughs> uh number nine is toothpaste um that cooling mint sensation is not going to be so cool down there <laughs> Number 10, people are going to have feelings about this because I know we have some furniture fuckers in our listenership. <laughs> the couch. Do, okay. Don't do don't hump couches. If you live alone, go for it. But most of us don't have a couch we can freely hump. Oh. Uh, this can be found in the Code of Roommates Who Don't Jizz on Shared Furniture Handbook under Clause 2872. Okay, this is less about the potential for, for danger and more like, yeah, don't 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 jizz on communal property. Again, we're back yeah. to that rule. Okay, boy, there's a there's a thing I didn't think we'd be repeating today. <laughs> <laughs> I, but yeah, fuck a couch if you want to. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Number eleven is peppers. And oh this god. Is, this is this is kind of a stretch, but like if you have ever cut peppers and then accidentally cut like like touched your junk after not like washing enough or thoroughly enough, um capsaicin is an oil and it it it's, you have to be really diligent about getting it off of your skin, but um anyway, I, 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 it's just like just be real real careful that you don't accidentally masturbate with peppers cuz it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. Have you ever done that, Kyle? Accidentally masturbate with a pepper. Mast- I mean, like, like, <laughs> like, accidentally gotten pepper juice in your eye or nose or mouth or dick. No, no. Of all the juices I've gotten in those places, no. I, uh, I, because I also don't like buy many vegetables, and peppers is not amongst the ones that I would buy. Well, apparently, there was a 24 year old girl named Margaret who, um, absent-mindedly touched herself after uh, making chili and she barely survived so oh geez uh, i don't know if that's actually that's oh. just it's it's a mashable article who oh, knows okay. uh number 12 is despite what you've seen in the movies a pie <laughs> do not fuck pies you'll end up with a big mess you'll be down a perfectly good pie there's a lot of sugar and um like if you decide to fuck a pie be sure to clean up thoroughly afterwards because that's not good for bacteria and other nasties yes kyle I mean, is this a is this a re another have we got to the root of why bi people don't like pies? They love fucking oh. everything and they're not allowed to fuck the pie. Yeah. Yeah, and if they can't have it, they don't want it. They don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's objective whether that would ruin a pie or not or make it better. So just gonna say that. Yeah. I would eat a pie that Ryan Reynolds fucked. Uh, just saying. Oh. Oh. I'm coming around. <laughs> <laughs> You're onto something here. <laughs> coming soon to uh, the gayish store. <laughs> last but not least, number 13 is cucumbers. 
or other phallic vegetables. Um, you know, it's probably the most tame item on the list, but it's not ideal because of germs. There is a risk of bacteria associated with putting food items uh, in, in inside of you. Um, but if you can get past putting a condom on a cucumber, then all the power to you go to town. I would also advise against it because it doesn't have a flanged end and it might go all the way up there and mm -hmm. not come out. And then you've got a cucumber in your ass. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Having the like, that's the good thing about butt plugs is like they got the end. So there's no. Yeah. Yeah. So I have, I have a sneaking suspicion, Kyle, that you're going to talk about ways that you can use a vacuum cleaner to have an orgasm. Um, almost, <laughs> almost. I think, <laughs> um, yeah. Oh yeah. The butt plug, we put in it. We're going to take it yeah. out right now because, yeah. uh, we're going to play a game. And the game is called Sex Toy or Vacuum. Oh, okay. Yeah. So excellent. I, I like this. I have a list of items that are either sex toys or vacuum like brands or, or models. Um, the sex toys, though, all have a vacuum component to the sex toy. So they are all related to vacuums in some way. Okay. Uh, and I, of course, like removed any words that may like give it away very clearly. So this may be like shortened versions of the, the names. Um, the Electrolux Trilobite. <laughs> That's a vacuum cleaner. I think that my grandmother owned one and she probably used it for sex reasons. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, it's a robotic vacuum. So I don't know if that's, so uh, it's probably a newer I just one. Know Electrolux is a famous brand of vacuum. My, oh, my oh, maybe you, you think your, your grandma fucked herself with a vacuum? <laughs> yeah. Great. That's a weird thing to, I'll go on record and say that <laughs> she's dead. What is she going to do oh, about it? Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, She's probably still fucking that vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> unfinished business. That vacuum didn't get fucked enough. Um, the big ball. The big ball. I think that's a. Uh, I, I think that that's a um, a model of Dyson vacuum. It is vacuum cleaner. Yep, it is a model of Dyson uh, bagless uh, vacuum. Fuck yeah! I should be keeping track. Uh, two for two. Uh, the Encore Deluxe. Um, gonna go with sex toy. It is that is correct. It is a sex toy. It is a but encore. Like no, like if you if you've already come, you do not need an encore. Like like at least for fifteen <laughs> minutes and a, and maybe a nap. <laughs> um, this is a uh like a what is, they call it a vacuum erection system. It's a penis pump, but like oh. using a vacuum. Yeah, I don't know why that's an encore. That should be just like the first core. <laughs> the, I don't. Yeah. The premiere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, how about the Vax Air Stretch? Oh, no. The word stretch automatically <laughs> makes me think dick, but I'm going to go with vacuum. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> that is a uh, regular upright vacuum cleaner. Okay. The stretch. <laughs> you're, oh. you're doing so good. Do you. Uh, do you <laughs> It's a weird combination of interests to have to be very good at. Look, I'm going to prove this stereotype correct if it's the last <laughs> fucking thing I do on this show, Kyle. <laughs> um, the Renegade Sleeve. Oh, sleeve. Put your dick in it. Sex toy. Um, it is a sex toy. This is a uh, sleeve that goes on the, uh, the, the uh, penis dick. pump. 
Yeah, well, sure, one end, yes. <laughs> it goes on the penis pump, and it's shaped like a vagina, so that like um. when you pump your penis, you can make sure you're super totally straight because it's in a vagina while it's happening. That's the worst. I okay, know. well, yeah. enjoy, yeah, bros. I know, right? Uh, Lilo Sona to cruise. Lila Sona to cruise. Lilo, Lilo, and Fitch. A- <laughs> um, okay, I'm gonna go with. Uh, Sex toy. That is a sex toy. Um, yeah. It is a... Lilo, 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 Lilo. <laughs> it's a clit-sucking toy, which mm. I did not know existed. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, it's like... Uh, yeah, I guess I don't need to explain it, because it's kind of what it sounds like. The... I don't know how to pronounce this. O-B-I-I? O-B? By bird? B-I-I-R-D? O-B by bird. Bird. Uh, um, okay, vacuum. That is a sex toy. That is a, uh, also a clit-sucking toy. Oh, man. I was doing so well. You were. Uh, the plus one air pulse. <laughs> oh, no. Vacuum. That is a clit-sucking toy. <laughs> God damn it. How many clit-sucking toys can there be in one room? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, the Bissell BGU-1451T. Well, if Bissell's making sex toys now, I want to know about it, but that's a vacuum brand. <laughs> that is a vacuum. Imagine if it was like, that's a clit-sucking toy. No, that's yeah. a vacuum. Uh, yeah. Last one, the Vortex Vibrations. Oh, no. Vortex. <laughs> that's some pretty heavy vacuum cleaner vibes. I'm going to go with the vacuum cleaner because like the Vortex Suction Chamber 9000 whatever <laughs> is totally vacuum spiel. Uh, that is a sex toy. Fuck my ass. Okay, that is, great. It will not do that. <laughs> but what it will do. Okay. this I, I left it for last for a reason. It is a sex toy that attaches to a vacuum. It's like a vacuum oh, mod. Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, dear... You can be intimate with a vacuum cleaner I was going to say, dear Prudence, leave this item on your kid's doorstep. <laughs> and, na- oh. and now you can fuck a vacuum till your heart's content. I actually don't know what it does. I, I kind of stopped at vacuum attachment for sex. I was like, that's all. That's the most I want to look into this, really. Oh, um, you got one, two, three, four, five, six seven out of ten you passed that's awesome that's a lot yeah i i I didn't suck at that oh mike (laughs) what are we gonna do with you great you know exactly what you're gonna do with me you're gonna love it and take it okay (laughs) um yes dan so in my Patreon segment, I'll be Ooh. talking about another Is It a Vacuum or Is It a Sex Toy, the Venus 2000. Ooh. Ooh. I'm your Venus. I'm your fire. It's going on the list. I mean, but it has to be the ad version because like, it's like, women, do you shave? Well, cool. This is named after a, a lady god. Anyway. <laughs> god damn it. Mike, are you saying stuff now? Yeah, uh, which one of these do I want to do? I don't think that there's enough time to do this whole this whole one. So I'll do the short version of this one. So I'm hoping he's hot. I'm hoping fucking Dan finds him <clears> and he's hot. But uh, growing up, track athlete Ben Lindemann, and it looks like Linda Man, <laughs> um, says he always knew he was gay, but he wasn't always comfortable with it. 
He's a, a Midwest homosexual. He wrote an essay for Out Sports. And there's an adorable little story here about how a vacuum made him come out to his mom. What? So also outsports, uh, like I'd love them. If you like they they are awesome. They have so much like pro it just fits in so well with things we talk about of like athletes um that are gay, supportive of athletes, encouraging the sports world to be more inclusive and all that that good stuff. So mm, yeah. Read them if you care about sports, and I don't. So I'm not going to do that. But or thanks, if you Kat. care about gays, I don't. I don't <laughs> care about sports, but I yeah okay. Um, so he struggled like most athletes struggle with their sexuality, and uh, quote he he says quote it doesn't take a rocket scientist to stumble across messages in the media reinforcing homophobia in sports. In my mind, it was just easier to fall in line with society and suppress those gay thoughts as much as I could until one morning on Thanksgiving break. Uh, he met, quote, a very handsome man who worked at Dyson in Chicago. <laughs> Dyson again. Dyson again. Yeah. So basically he fell like head over heels for this this friend. Um, and not necessarily, I don't think that they were ever together, but like he was into this dude that worked at Dyson. So uh, during the Thanksgiving, uh, his mom told him that she had her eye on a $700 Dyson vacuum. And so he texted this friend to ask him about the vacuum. And the friend told him, I can get you that vacuum for $200. Um, so it was perfect. Uh, he had to act fast because she, on Black Friday, had found a deal on the same vacuum for $600, which was a good discount, but not the like deep, 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 deep cut. Yeah, so... So, um, basically to fast forward it, he bought this $200 vacuum from this hot guy that he met that worked at Dyson and gave it to his mom and then had to explain to her how he got it for so cheap. And that's when he said, uh, I, um, quote, the moment of truth that arrived with butterflies that I'm sure almost all gay men feel when they tell their parents they're gay, fighting through the nerves and sweaty palms and dancing around the idea of telling my mother, I finally pulled the trigger and spilled the goods. Um, and quote, I still love you with all my heart, his mom told him. And as for the Dyson, to this day, the vacuum works great. Did he exchange sexual favors for the vacuum? I think that's heavily implied. Okay. I mean. At least a blowy, right? At least a minimum. I mean, I would do that for free. <laughs> so I would, I would give it, I would do full anal for a cheap vacuum. Yeah. See, you do like vacuums. This stereotype <laughs> is true, Kyle. <laughs> do you have more? Um. Uh, well, I don't know if I should do it. Or you said you had an, maybe another thing. Mine is also reading a story. So I don't, we've done oh. a decent amount of that. So maybe. Uh, I mean, I can do this. I, okay. Yeah. Um, you do yours. So this is this has nothing to do with vacuums. Wait, okay. I mean, the, most tenuous, the most tenuous of connections. Are you ready? Great, yes. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do, you know, do you know what they call vacuum cleaners in the UK? Uh, uh, dirt pulleys. They call them Hoovers, which is a brand name. It's like we say Q-tip or Kleenex. They say Hoover. And in fact, they, it's a verb. Like, what are you doing today? Oh, I'm Hoovering the rug, they will say. So... I wanted to talk about 
uh, horrible, notorious uh, former director of the FBI, J. Edgar Hoover. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Yep. Okay. <laughs> like the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon to this segment. Great. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, so I did not realize, so a lot of people realize that, uh, or, or know, what do you know about J. Edgar Hoover? What, like, what if, it, do, you, do you know anything about him? Damn. Or his, like, rumors? No. No. no? Okay. So, so J. Edgar Hoover was actually a, a horrible person when it comes to gay people. If you read The Deviant's War uh, by Eric Servini and, and it talks about, uh, Frank Kameny and all of this work to get it so that gay people could work for the federal government. J. Edgar Hoover was one of the people that, that kept files on known homosexuals and what their interactions were, their level of threat to the country, lots of, of um, just lots of really nasty stuff. And uh, But he was sort of the law and order FBI director mm. and, and became this big, this big figure in American culture. And he had all these rumors that followed him that I think are really um, that this that's really interesting. One of the rumors was that he was secretly a Republican, um, but you know he he publicly always claimed to be not political, which is part of the staying you know l- looking impartial when you're in that kind of a position of power, <laughs> which uh, we used to care about. Yeah, which we used to care about, um, but uh, I mean, he was privately staunchly Republican and. Um, chased after people on the left he he talked about the moral deterioration of the country like basically all the shit that you hear mm. fucking asshole shitbag right-wing dick faces to say today mm. uh, another rumor was that he was black and this is what, <laughs> okay there 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 are several there are several uh, of these that i think are interesting because it's like whoever this person is shittiest to the rumor starts that that must be true about them and um, like, like he was real shitty to people of color. And um, there was there was the rumor that he had a a family relation that was was African American, and that therefore he was at least partially oh, black. Got it. Okay, that makes more sense than like. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, is it because it's before the internet, so people haven't seen him? So like, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and um. There was even a black writer named Millie L. McGee who suggested that Hoover was one of her family relations. Hmm. Um, but anyway, it, it, it's an unsubstantiated claim that's never really um, been shown either way. But it's a rumor that that floats around about J. Edgar Hoover. Now, the, the most famous one, though, is that he was a crossdresser. You ask a lot of people uh, who know anything about J. Edgar Hoover, it'll be like one of the top three things that they're likely to mention first, that, mm-hmm. that he, was, he was a crossdresser. And um, it, it, it turns out that that's exceedingly difficult to substantiate, that it, it seems to be a, a rumor that came out of nowhere. Again, this is a community that he went after. There were lots of um, public decency laws that that prevented uh, people from dressing as a member of the opposite gender if it wasn't Halloween, um, <laughs> which we've we've talked about before on the show. Uh, but th- in in fact, there's but there's just there's just no like real hard evidence to 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 prove this allegation that he was a crossdresser. Allegation's a strong word. Um, there was a there was a biography that was published in 1993. And uh, it said that there was a photo that circulated in the gay community in 1948 that showed a, quote, easily recognizable Hoover dressed like an old flapper. 
<laughs> um, but of course, that photo has never come to light. It's impossible to prove if it even exists, let alone that the person in that photo, if it exists, was J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah. Also, um, like, I've seen articles that say Harry Styles has a sex tape. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and the, like like you said, the Internet isn't a thing. The Internet saves everything forever now, yeah. but that's not, you know, that wasn't the case. Um, but but the the claim that Hoover was a crossdresser is so well known that uh, uh, President Bill Clinton in 93 at a press function talking about his new FBI director said, quote, it's going to be hard to fill J. Edgar Hoover's pumps. <laughs> um, Man, and i last... mean that's one of those things that's like it's funny to me but then also but bad but like shitty you know yep that's annoying yep. but it's funny uh the the last one was hoover gay there's rumors that he was gay i would assume uh, if there are rumors that you're cross gestures especially in those times then gay has to be not not far behind Yep. And a lot of that is fueled by this uh, confirmed bachelor bullshit that we've talked about lots of times on the show before. J. Edgar Hoover never married. And so there's this like cognitive dissonance that people go through of like, well, how is a person that powerful and successful not married? Mm-hmm. He must be mm-hmm. fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so his second in command at the FBI, Clyde Tolson, uh, they had a super close relationship. There are lots of photos of them like chilling together. Mm. Um, they they did a lot of, of hanging out and uh, they behaved very much like a couple. They worked, dined and vacationed together for over 40 years. And Hoover left most of his estate to him in his will when he died. Um, but uh Anyway, it, it, so yeah, there uh, there were there were gay rumors that that surrounded J. Edgar Hoover and and this this person, uh, Tolson, and it's just uh, it's it's super it's super interesting to me. Yeah, it's always interesting, like to hear gay rumors. Like part part of me wants to like think about it objectively or or like actually listen because like it is possible that someone is gay and not out, and I want to like hear their story and everything. Or it's just possible yeah. people are being shitty and like, oh, you don't, you're not married. You're that's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, vacuums are Hoovers, and that was a Hoover, and <laughs> he might have been gay. <laughs> gay. <Gay-ish. laughs> um. Okay. One thing I won't tell. I won't tell my my full story that I was going to read, but we let's talk a little bit about blowjobs. <laughs> Okay. We, we're talking about suck don't blow it's a figure of speech there you go that's that's basically <laughs> what i like the i i think this story that i was gonna read is is uh from ask reddit but um uh is someone like blow like giving a guy blowjob and literally sucking extremely hard and it's like yeah. and and i i could see how that would be a misconception if you've never given a blowjob that like you know sucking blowing like the this the words don't actually mean what it sounds like they're they're yeah. they're figures of speech so yeah if you and i know we have some um either new or not out or not uh not yet sexual uh listeners so yeah if and when it comes time to give a blowjob don't actually you're not actually yeah. unless they i mean obviously I mean, a little a little bit sometimes yeah, might be good but yeah yeah like, yeah, but don't, yeah, but, but you're not. Don't try to give me a dick hickey. That's not good. A dicky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're mostly like going back and forth in, within your mouth. I do wonder if it's that misconception that that's what a good blowjob is supposed to be like leads to people's putting their dicks in vacuum cleaners. Hmm. Like the expectation is that's going to feel good, but like 
put your hand on a running vacuum cleaner's hose <laughs> and it like basically sucks itself to your skin like it it does not feel good why would you think that would feel good on your dick and i just always assume because it's a perfect perfectly circular you know it's a cylinder that yeah it's a very opportune hole yeah sorry that's right. my new grinder name opportune hole yeah um so what's your takeaway from vacuums mike um that i think the most important takeaway is the one that you started with at the top of the show sort of which is that i probably have gay and or straight stereotypes that are just born of my personal experience and aren't that widely known or widely held beliefs and and uh this is apparently one of them but i but i it was fun <laughs> I like, uh, you have sincerely held stereotype beliefs yeah, that's right. <laughs> which could be upheld in court um mm -hmm. yeah no i i agree that's the most interesting thing like i mean i've i've learned this before we can talk about anything but like yeah i i would be curious to hear other people's like stereotypes that they had and then like one of those things where you start to talk to other people and they're like what no yeah or uh, i mean my other takeaway is like your first interaction with gay people it's understandable like that your boss like that could be all of a sudden what you think of you know the one gay person i know in real life this has to be what other gay people are like or even yeah. i don't know if he specifically said it but someone may like someone may bring their own assumptions about gay people and say like i'm the first gay person you met everyone loves vacuum cleaners and it's like, it's not true, but it's just what that person said. And you don't know you're new and out. So you don't, you know, nothing. So you believe what that person said that it's true. Yeah. And you, and it, in my case, even, even worse than that, I was, I was, I was married to a woman mm. and, and, mm -hmm. and starting to come to realization that that wasn't going to work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, I was hanging on his every word, mm. uh, you know, trying to understand what is a gay man's life like and do i want to do that because oh. i definitely my dick does but do i want that yeah man that's such a uh weird heavy burden that un that gay people unknowingly carry um i'm thinking like even out gay people of like you don't know all the people around you looking to you to figure out what you're it's like people may be looking at you to figure out like are gay people okay or are they actually terrible? So you have to like be a role model and like other gay people like will judge you based on how you act. Damn. Why did I all of a sudden feel so much pressure after that? Maybe I shouldn't have. Yeah. You, you in particular should not even think about that because it, it's not going to be good. <laughs> no. Oh wait. I thought she meant cause no one's going to look up to me. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I mean, they literally do. You're very tall. <laughs> That's true. That is very true. Um, man, we don't usually do a Jerry Springer style. Let's let's reflect on today's episode <laughs> and the lessons we've learned. But that was interesting. Um, no, I'm glad you brought up uh, vacuums and I'm glad it let us talk about vacuum dicks. Yep. Did we do it? Yep, we did it. This one, we, I think we actually talked about everything you can with vacuums. The carpet's clean. Great. <laughs> uh, Lesbians. Should we take a break? Let's take a break. Get my dust buster out. Dust bust your Take ass. Take a break. 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 This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back? We're back. We're back. Uh, the floors are so clean. <laughs> um, my friend's dick is so clean. Um, we're going to sure. do our gayest and straightest. We're going to do our gayest and straightest, but, but first. But first, but fuck first. You. No, no, shut up. Yeah. Okay. we have we crossed a milestone this week we had our 2000th facebook group member join and it was great 
and everybody rejoiced and i sent him a t-shirt yay oh you did yeah oh nice um a couple things to mention one is as we mentioned before um have a nice gay is mike and my new podcast and now that is actually out so it's not not just the trailer the first a few episodes every day we're doing a new episode so there are a few episodes already posted and out free to go listen to where we talk about i don't know good things but like happy things and how to how to try to be happy when you're not someone who deals well with normal positivity self-help books or messages or what have you yep we're uh have a nice gay pod on all the social medias we are have a nice gay.com please check us out and support us yeah your brain will thank you yeah hopefully um other podcast news uh fucking dan was on drew gerza's show who we've been on his disability after dark um and i won't spoil too much of it but he comes out about uh, having a disability so go check that out as being disabled he comes out about having several that's true yeah and just one last pitch our quarterly patreon call is on wednesday february 3rd at 6 p.m pacific anybody who donates to us on patreon is invited um come hang out it'll be fun yeah uh gay straightness well first our website is gayishpodcast.com oh, man we talked so much we still have to talk more um uh we are at gayish podcast on instagram facebook youtube uh gmail hot hotmail twitter. twitter our hotline you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails is 5855 gayish that's 585-542-9474 standard rate supply our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com and our physical mailing address is Post Office Box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. And we got mail. Hold we on. We got mail. I see it in the corner of your video. Oh, you put your headphones down. I hate you, Mike. You're the worst. No one likes you. But... And now his headphones are back on. Okay, <laughs> here we go. So this one... Uh, we got... Oh, You did show me this one... Um, when we were Last recording night. yeah and it's it was very touching we got uh, a a book by brandon Buboltz and heidi cowan called where in the world is xavier woods and we made the acknowledgements um yeah on, like that that was it that was very sweet to like it i mean some people send us books because it's like hey you might like this and and what have you but like yeah we were in someone wrote us up in there yeah, gayish. Uh, I discovered them by accident and then found myself listening to every episode. They were funny, insightful, and really helped me to think of life beyond the pandemic. You both are amazing people, and what you do is genuinely meaningful. Mm. So thanks, Brandon and Heidi. And Thank you. Or your publicist, whoever sent us this book. <laughs> um, and, then, and then this one. I don't know what's I in this one. Well, I, I did open it to make sure that it's not like poison or anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we got a black envelope, and this. Oh, like, that looks very fancy. Yeah, it is. I'm very like fancy. sexually attracted to that envelope. Okay, let's see what this envelope says first. Um, dear Mike, Kyle, and Dan, thank you. Simply put, y'all are amazing. Through the Gage Podcast, the three of you have been an incredible source of inspiration, motivation, and entertainment. I found your podcast right when the momentum in creating these products picked up. As the episodes advanced and you three grew into the podcast, my dream of creating a men's cosmetics brand also took shape. Through all the hard work that formulating these products entailed, all the failed batches, the painstaking <laughs> research, the literal blood, sweat, and tears, the three of you have been in my ear, keeping a smile on my face and my motivation strong. Adonis Arcana, that's the name of the 
brand, I guess, has finally launched. That's sexually attracted to that brand too. To help break stereotypes in our own way, showcasing masculinity as a complement to femininity instead of its opposite, redefining what it means to be a quote real man, and breaking through the boundaries of age, race, and gender to discover a healthy vision of masculinity. Um, there's more, uh, but lots of love, Felix Palafox. Um, their Instagram is at Adonis underscore Arcana. And there's three of these, I presume one for each of us, but there's a <laughs> two for me. <laughs> there's a, there's a skin mask in here. There's, uh, these are, these look like, uh, eyeshadows. Uh, I, um, maybe concealer. This is a moisturizer. Cosmetics. Thank you. Nice. I've been getting more into, or like dipping my toe into all this all this territory so that'll be exciting yeah that's awesome thank you oh. oh 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 they're not they're not all they're not all the same there's a mask and moisturizer in here for each of you i tried my best to match your shadow corrector colors through images on your instagram dan you matched to aiden mike and kyle you both matched to tom i hope i got them right so there's 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 two toms and an aiden in here who's tom and, and why he's gonna be on my face <laughs> i'm gonna rub them all over me <laughs> uh yeah that's the mail call um nice. so now our gayest and straightest great i'm gonna go um great. my uh gayest is um the guys from uh gayest episode ever who we uh did c- swapped guest appearances on uh yeah. told us that fraser is like one of the gayest shows they've seen so yeah. i started watching fraser um because that's now on hulu um and correct that like yeah it's about two sons that like are not anything like their cop ex-cop dad and they're mm-hmm. like love the opera and dainty and like i'll watch episodes where they like it's just like i keep forgetting that it's like what it is because they'll like they'll say something to their dad and make them cry. And then all like all the guys are crying and it's just like, not, I don't know. It's just not what dudes would do. And it's, uh, yeah. So, uh, my case is watching a straight TV show. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, how's it holding up? Does it hold up? It's yes. It it has the regular amount of transphobia, (laughs) um, which sucks that that's kind of a given in things. Um, it's still, I still f- find like the jokes funny and, and situations funny. It's a really interestingly written show too, because it's um, given it's based in Seattle, like, and they talk about mental health, like most uh, sitcoms, like they wrap things up with like, and then it all worked out or then they yeah, fixed yeah, it. Yeah, or, yeah. And this one can like, just leave it at like, yep. And they all fucked it all up. And so it's like mm. an interesting for me, interesting sitcom in terms of its writing, it's like structure and how, like it makes sense that given they talk about mental health and it's in Seattle, that it is not always just happiness all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Any whomsels. Um, my, uh, straightest is the mattress that I am sleeping on. I, when I, I decided at some point I want to buy a new mattress and I think it's, it'll be when I get a job. So what I'm like actually getting income, but like this mattress that I have is very, very old and it's starting to show and gaze. Yeah should care a lot about their beds and and how it holds up i yep i do not or i do but haven't done anything about it yeah well there's that whole thing about like you spend a third of your life in bed you should probably invest in that 
Um, Who's and more, more if you're a bottom more if you're a Kyle oh right also well yeah between bottoming and depression I spend like half my life in bed but sure yeah okay great. what about you uh so the straightest thing about me this week there is someone on our discord server who has been trying to start working out again at but at home and without weights and and then looking for advice and so coaching him through how to do squats and lunges and then like taking a video to show form like that was like, it was super duper straight you're for me. a personal but trainer I guess, I guess so i guess so i'm huh. a coach i'm a daddy coach personal trainer bro do you think um, they actually are doing that or this is just their kink well no i mean he 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 messaged later to tell me his ass hurt and i don't know that could go either way i guess uh, yeah like, no nope, so. <laughs> did, does not illuminate anything <laughs> uh the gayest thing about me this week is uh i you know as gays as gays do <laughs> uh have been on grinder and um a, a a man moved into the neighborhood 400 feet away who is a self-described dom fisting top and i've been talking to him about what's that mean and is my prostate broken and do you want to help me find it and it's been it's been real gay i mean okay i get especially given our last episode like talking about things to understand what it means to each person but like you know what fisting means right? we did we You're did a whole least... episode on fisting Kyle. yeah okay. well just yeah, yeah, the yeah. fact that you were uh, went right to like oh prostate what, what? like fisting might not be the right approach here's my thought <laughs> i do not want to get fisted at least i think i don't who knows but if anybody can find my broken prostate it's probably somebody that's been up to their elbow and some dude but they're t they're used to being so deep like your prostate isn't like in your stomach maybe mine is you don't know that's true i have no idea <laughs> <laughs> this one comes from discord straightest watching car mechanic fail compilation videos with my dad <laughs> gayest immediately putting on nail polish knowing that i won't need to take it off for work in a few days oh car mechanic fails yeah it seems like that'd make me very uncomfortable uh, that's it. A special thank you to J. Edgar Hoover. Sure, for sucking. <laughs> um, and to, I don't know, the, the same gender couples who clearly have better defined responsibilities in the house than, uh, than straight people. So suck on that. Yep. Uh, and thank you to our super gap bridgers, uh, Chris Catchtorian, C. and Hazen, Jerome York, and Tipsy McStumbles. Those are folks that, uh, have are not just gap bridgers at the highest level have been supporting us for at least a year so thank you to all of you for everything we heart you and uh this has been gayish from the chris catchatorian studios i'm mike johnson i'm kyle getz until next week be butch be fabulous be you see you next week unless you suck <laughs>